Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Franchise Accelerator podcast. I'm so excited because this is a question that we get all the time when we're talking to our clients. And we really want to dig into giving you a good answer because this is such an important time of year. So the question that we're going to answer is, is it worth continuing to invest in my business? So in other words, what's the return on the investment, whether it's, you know, capital expenses or new locations, whatever that is, the big question that we get all the time is, you know, what do I really get out of continuing to grow? And I think it's such an important time of year to be looking at this because we're getting close to year end, everyone's starting to look at 2024, but our answer really is to go bigger than that, right? Not that a 12-month budget isn't important, but to answer that question, we really have to go to a three-year plan. So, Keep in mind that this episode is the first of three where we're really going to be digging into how can you create a three-year plan? Because I think when you go three years and then look backwards, you can have some great answers to this question. So Chris, when you get that question, what are some of the things you think about when people are looking to grow or asking, should I grow? All right. Well, I think you always should grow, right? We, we don't want to stop growing. We don't want to stay stagnant. We always want to grow, uh, you know. The 12-month 12, the 12 budget's awesome, but a little longer plan is really going to set you up for the future. And it, it definitely takes care of your business, you know, because you have steps, you have goals, and you try to meet them. And I like to plan out for that for years. I agree, because I think so many times, especially in hospitality, it's easy to lose sight of we're always evolving, right? We right. get so caught up in this week and my schedules yeah. and my prime cost that we forget sometimes that six months has gone by or a year has gone by, right. and we're not really moving forward in that big picture. Exactly. Oh, time goes fast. Yes. <laughs> you blink and you're like, oh my, we're in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Right? I felt like it was just quarter two. Here we are in the fourth quarter. And that's why having this plan, checking in on your plan. Yeah. Don't just create a plan and, and just put it to the wayside. Yeah. You have to check in on it. Did I meet this goal for six months? Did I meet this goal for 12 months, 18 months, 24 yeah. months, and on. You know, staying involved with it and, you know, pressing to make it happen. You yes. know, you have to have that drive, that desire. Yeah. No, and that's why I'm excited for these next three episodes, because I really think that this can set you up so well for next year. So what we're going to talk about today is the things that you're going to need to think about to really do some homework on your own to bring to the table to create your three-year plan. So the first part is your existing operations. And I think sometimes people forget about this as well, where, okay, I have a location, I'm doing, you know, 1.5, you know, 1.7 there's still growth to be had there, right? I don't need to necessarily open three more locations. There's some level of growth that I should expect in my existing location every year. Well, I would think there's probably something you're not doing that you could be doing, right? Right. You already have these four walls. Let's work inside there and build that to the maximum, yes. right? If you're not doing catering, if you're not using a third-party app, if you're not doing, you know, uh, online pickups and to-goes and, and, yeah. and things of that nature. You know, there's always something that you could be doing more of. Yes. Right? And in the building you're in before you want to step out and get that second, third, fourth location. Exactly. So, you know, it may be surprising, but the starting point of our three-year plan is really looking at the growth I can have, like you said, within the four walls over the next three years. You know, is it a 5% year-over-year growth? Is it maybe it's 10% because there is this other area I'm not doing. And I like people to look at 2020 because I think, you know, we've had some conversations recently with some clients that are kind of like, oh, you know, it's softening. I'm not sure. Things are, you know, getting a little unpredictable. 
I like to remind everyone of all of the things that you came up with in 2020 to find revenue streams that never yeah. existed before, right? I mean, hand sanitizer movement, right? right? So when we look at the four walls, we kind of want to look outside of the box, right? right. You could have, like you said, there could be a whole area of your business catering. Maybe right. it's, you know, social catering instead of corporate catering. And that additional revenue stream could show growth more than just, oh, I'm going to do 5% because I'm going to do right. menu price change. Yeah. and A lot of it too, right? A lot of companies, uh, a lot of restaurants have been around for a while, haven't even tapped into social media yet. Yeah. It's just sitting there waiting to be used yeah. to help create new guests to come into your door. Uh, you also might have a space in your restaurant or outside of your restaurant that you're not using yeah. that you could develop during the, the uh, nicer times of the year where you have outdoor seating. Yeah. Uh, so like just just so many things that you're probably not looking at because you just get stuck in that day to day. Yeah. You got to step back and take a look at the big picture. Yeah. So again, for the first part of our three year plan, what we want to do is look and really project out. Like you said, yeah. if there's a patio, maybe that means I'm going to, you know, clean it up over the winter. It's going to be ready for next summer. But again, I'm going to go three years. So maybe it opens next summer. Then it's there the following summer. What does that do to my annual revenue yeah. if I have this additional thing that I don't have currently. Yeah, you could add 50 seats to your restaurant, you know, right. during these, you know, spring to summer months, which goes six, seven months, right? And that could really pick up your revenue anywhere from five to 10% easily. Exactly, and that's the other part is like, you know, sometimes I think, especially when you get into the fourth quarter, like we were having a conversation with one of our clients the other day, it was like, well, you know, is it really worth, you know, the catering, getting do, doing it now because I only have three months, like how much is that really going to add to the bottom line? Instead of looking at it like, okay, this is really the trial run, right? It might not make or break 23, but I'm going to learn in 23, so that way 24, 25, 26, I have a building catering business that's going to add to my revenue dollars in those years. But if I don't start now, I mean, right. yes, it's true. It's not going to really make that much difference now, but you're still going to need that learning curve right. time. Well, this was a, this is the time of year most very successful restaurant owners start trying things. Yes. Right? Let, let me see if I could try this, get the kinks out. This way, next year, 24, we could really hit the ground running with it. Exactly. So this is where it's something you always want to try. Let's try it now. Right, pick two, three different things. Use one, see how it goes. You know, by you know a few weeks out, it's going great. Okay, let's try this now. Let's start adding. You know, you need to have an arsenal of, of <laughs> right. ways to you know add your profit line. Exactly. So this is how you have to go about. It. Yeah. No, and I love that idea. And I think the other part here is when we're looking at our existing business, this is not the time to start rebuilding our chart of accounts and changing the paper products to paper and pat. Like, doesn't matter, right? Like, right now, we're going big picture. There is a time and a place for that. But for this plan, we're literally, we're going to condense it, log in, send us an email. We will send you our sheet on how to build this out. But this existing part is going to be very high level, really focused on revenue growth, margins, and bottom line. Like, what does it do if I add 100000 in revenue to my bottom line? Because that's the information that we need to start to answer the question because the real question is what do I need to do to grow my business what happens if I put a hundred thousand dollars in my business do I get that hundred thousand dollars back but we really need to see your base level business first in order to see what happens with this additional project location whatever it is so phase two then is really separating out so if we use like Chris's example of the patio Right. Let's say it's going to cost you $100,000 to build this beautiful patio. It's going to give you 50 seats. That really would probably fall into our second bucket, which would be the new 
thing that we're going to add. It's still part of our existing restaurant, but just for this analysis, because we're putting money in, let's move that out into a separate bucket. So first question is, where is the 100000 going to come from? And that's, again, where I think knowing your projections for your base business is very important. Because if I know I'm going to earn 200000 a year for the next three years, and that's, you know, a pretty safe bet based on how I've done, based on the sales I'm right. seeing, right? I'm really ignoring the outside world because, like I said, there's a lot we could do with marketing and everything else to control our own destiny. But let's say I'm pretty comfortable that 200000 is the number. Well, then I probably could fund it myself, right? I could take 100000 of my profit and just put it into my patio. Maybe I plan it out to know, well, you know, the fourth quarter is pretty good cash flow-wise, so I'm going to start the project in February, March when I have some of that cash, and then I don't really have to worry about financing. On the flip side, that $100,000, maybe I do have to go get financing, so I'd want to look at that cost. But either way, this is, again, part of our three-year plan. Because I think the other right. part where people lose sight is we just rush to the finish line. Mm -hmm. And we forget that there's going to be a point in time where this is going to feel like a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a point in time where you're sitting there in March saying, yeah. man, I really wish I had my $100,000 and I have a patio and it's raining or it's snowing right. or it's gross out and nobody wants to sit outside. Right. Oh. You know, and, and you got to realize that that patio, using that example, you know, has a shelf life of six months. Right. Right. And during that six months, you're going to have rain, you're going to have <laughs> bad weather, right? But each chair in your restaurant has a price on it, mm -hmm. depending on your average check, the area you're in. But that's how you would set the patio up. You say, okay, I have 100 chairs in here. Here's my average check. This is what this chair creates for me yeah. each day. Yeah. Right. So that's how you build it out. And that's when you could, you know, you think if I could turn this twice a day right. for dinner, you know, I could make my revenue back in X amount of time. Exactly. So you want to make a calculated decision. Yes. Right. And then, you know, you won't be as stressed going on the <laughs> rainy days because you're going to account for it. It's going to happen. Right. Right. So it, instead of thinking seven days a week, you think, okay, you know, over the course of the six months, it's going to be average. We're going to be open, you know, five and a half days a week. Right. And you, you base the value of that chair and table off of that. And I love that because so many times we get to this part of the plan and people go, well, I don't know, how, how would I know? How do I know who's gonna sit on my patio? And right. they give up, whereas there is a way to at least have an estimate. Have right? an idea. You know there's yeah. 50 chairs, you have a check average somewhere right. in your point of sale system. Yeah. You said be conservative, maybe yeah. it's half the week, half the year. Right. But either way, there would be a way to come up with some baseline number that we could feel a little confident right. you in. You could work well, off of. Right. Yeah. And again, the other part of the three-year plan is year one, we don't have to bank on it being a home run. Right. right. This is the first year, but then maybe year two, it grows by 20% because it was new the first year, so we are able to grow. And then maybe year three, we're throwing in some private events, we're throwing in some catering, and we're really able to you know, make it worth its while in our year. But being realistic to say it's probably going to take us a couple seasons to get that up and running. I think the big thing everybody's got to remember, a year is a short period of time, <laughs> right? A year, my God, a year. A year is so short, so fast, Yes. right? So you can't bank on that year of it being that successful. That's the growth period. Yeah. But going into year two and three is where you really see it start to snowball and pick up. Yes. And, and that that's the mindset you have to have going in. One year is very short. It goes yeah. so fast. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you plan on just getting working everything out, getting it out there, getting it known, you know, making it the way you want it. And then years two and three is really where you see. 
Well, and exactly. And that's, I think, like you said, it's such an important thing to remember that it doesn't have to pay for itself in the first year, right? Like this is a long-term thing, which again, looking at the course of three years, by the end of three years, your business now has a lot more revenue, maybe better margins if we're able to do some catering out of it. And looking at now your new business you know, should have a much better bottom line and then really should show this return. But especially in things that are CapEx, you know, new location to some extent, you know, it's really hard to get into this like percentage of return of investment because really what you're doing is you're growing your business, right? And it's going to grow until the point that we value it again. But anything that you're doing like this, we're adding revenue, it is adding to the overall value of your business, but we want to do it strategically and look at, you know, this new project, how long it's going to take to generate cash flow, to add value to the business. And then while you're not ignoring your existing business, because that's the other part of it is, you know, this existing business still needs to hit those goals. It still needs to have its revenue. Absolutely. They go together. You don't just start working on a new project and forget about the one yeah. that's, you know, your bread and butter. Yeah. Right. You, this is just another topping for it. Yes. Right. So you kind of got to work together and, and have that drive in both areas. It, one of the big things is people do go into a new project and forget about the existing you know, bread and butter. Right. But uh, <laughs> you, you have to be able to work with both and don't be impatient with, yeah. with the new project. That's the biggest advice I think we could give is just don't be impatient with it. It will grow. If you do it right, it will grow. Yes. Yeah. And then I think then the third piece is looking at what are some of the shared expenses, you know, especially the, you know, the patio example where you're still on, in your existing location, but even if it were a second location standalone, you know, what are what does that do to your brand overall? Do you need a new manager? Do you need more advertising? Is this the first of five new locations? So we want a training program, right? Thinking about all of that will really help us look over the next three years. What am I going to have to pay for that I'm not currently paying for or pay more for, right? Software, things like that. Yeah. But then on the flip side, I should be more profitable. So what does that look like as well? Oh, you definitely should be, right? You'll, you'll, if you open a second location, I'm hoping you're more profitable. <laughs> uh, you know, but the way to do it, right, is before you even open it, you have people in your existing like training yeah. being ready to go into that restaurant, knowing the way everything's supposed to be, the way you do things. Have them trained. Have managers trained. And when you step into that, make it seamlessly. Yeah. Right. But, you know, if you have two locations and you're doing the same thing, you have you have to do the same thing. Yeah. Right. You have to keep it consistent between both. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think looking at these apart from each other, but then ultimately what it does overall, what does it do to your cash flow? Again, let's say you had to borrow $100,000 to get the project open in year three. Are you able to pay that back? All of these things, thinking about them now before you do it will really help make sure that as you're growing, as there's stress, as there's, you know, overwhelm with the project being delayed, that we still know that there's a plan. And we know that it's going to work at the end of the plan. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing back to the patio, right? If you open that second location, how many tables and chairs do I have? How many bar stools yeah. do I have? Right? How many times? Okay, so average check at my restaurant is X. So come over out. I'm going to use the same. Yeah. X. And how many times do I have to flip this during dinner to make what we need to 
be profitable. And that's what you focus off of. And that's where you drive it through social media. Yeah. And, you know, you can track your revenue that way. You can know, well, I already have on the books. I'm flipping this three times tonight. So that's awesome. So now all your other, your, your third party, your catering, all that is just a bonus. Yes. Right? That's even more. That's more revenue for you. So I, you have to have that plan. You got to think it out. You got to know what you could, what, what, what the value is in your restaurant. Yes, I agree. And I think also, you know, one thing that we forget as, in the, you know, if you're independent sometime or a franchisee sometimes is having that expectation, right? If you're going to invest $100,000 or $500,000 for a new location, that you have a certain expectation of the revenue it's going to do and almost sort of a non-negotiable because if done right, if your managers are involved from the beginning, if the marketing plan is there, if you've done your homework to make sure that's a good location, then there's no reason you can't expect you know, a certain level from the first day you open and then just build that into your plan moving forward. That's the way it should be done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the way it should be done. And just have the big thing is having that plan. And, and ha, you know, in order to achieve it, you have to drive it. Yeah. You can't just put this plan in place and say, I want to make X amount of dollars in quarter one of my first restaurant and sit back and hope it happens. Uh, right? There's steps we have to take. We have to be involved. Hope our management team is, is out there doing what they need to do. Our bartenders, our servers, everybody's doing their part, our kitchen staff. And, and that's going to show your value. Yes. If you have all that and that's rolling right, your value is going to come in, you're going to hit your goals, and you're going to keep succeeding. I agree. And ultimately, these are your dollars, right? You have invested a significant amount of money into the new project or the new location. And I think so many times when it starts to not work out, it's, oh, you know, the architect took too long or the contractor didn't do this right, or, which is true, right? All of that happens. But you, like you said, I love the thought of you have to drive it. Right. You have to be the squeakiest of squeaky wheels, right. pushing it to deliver on what your plan is. Because it's not that the plan was wrong. Right. It's that we didn't demand the execution of the plan. Exactly. That's what happens. And like you said, a lot of times with the construction part, they are going to fall behind. They're going to be terrible. Right. <laughs> but if you're not the guy driving, that's yes. they're going to fall behind even further. And every time they fall behind, it does cost your revenue. Yeah. So that's where you want to be on the forefront of that. You want to be you want to be the one driving that. You don't want the manager of the restaurant driving that. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. That's your financial situation right there. Because every month they fall behind, that's more revenue you just lost. So drive it. Yeah. And even in the opening, right? Like if you're opening this new location and you're the face of the brand, like you need to be there, right? You got to be the one to make sure that customer gets the best service right. from day one, that everything is meeting your expectations, that we're not just like cutting corners. And we don't want to be cheap, which is the other part of having a three-year plan. Because so many times when we get to the end of the project, we've overspent on construction, we've overspent in all these areas, and now we're cheap with our management team, yeah. we're cheap with the labor, because we're out of cash. But if we have a plan and we know right. that even if I have to invest more in my manager from the beginning, I have to invest more in my labor from the beginning, I need this project to do X. So that's not where you, where you cheap out, right? On the management team, no. open a restaurant because you get one chance to open. Yeah. That's it. One chance for a first impression. Yeah. And just because the construction might cost you twenty thousand more, thirty thousand more, that doesn't mean you take it out on the restaurant. No. no, that's where you still need need to insert that money. Make sure you have the right people in place because that is your value. Yeah. That's what's going to make you either fail or succeed. Yes. So and again. I can't stress this enough. 
one opportunity to make a first impression. Yeah. That's all you have. And you don't want to have to, you know, wait two months and then try to do something again. Oh, another very grand opening because yeah. we really were bad on this one. Impossible. Yeah. You have to do it right the first time and you, you will see your revenue, you know, grow. Well, and that's the thing. And I think that's where our three-year plan has developed from years of seeing that if there just was a plan in place for cash flow at the beginning, you will get to the other side of construction to where you have an amazing business that's yeah. even bigger than it was before, even better than it was before. But if we don't have a plan, that's where mistakes happen. When you hear people talk about, oh, growth kills you, like you can't can't go to the second location, can't have 10, you have to stop at five, it's because there wasn't a plan. Right. Right. Because it's possible, right? Like the big companies do it all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do. I mean, if you didn't succeed at it, you didn't do it right, yeah. right? Because if, if if you have locations that are working, that means as you went on, you just tried to do it differently, yeah. and you did try to you know cheat out on it, right? You could, you have a three year plan for a reason. It's not a one year plan. We said one year is way too fast. Three year plan for a reason. You know, you, you set it and you set it by steps, and and you drive yourself through that three year plan. Yeah. And if you do that, you'll be successful. Yeah, so I really encourage you to work with us over the next three weeks as we build out your three-year plan. Because wherever you are in your business stage, whether it's, I want to be out in three years, I want three more locations, and whatever it is, I promise you will see incredible value when you start from year three and look backwards to today. Because time goes fast, like Chris said, but... We really believe that you can control your own destiny in any economic climate, anything, by following this plan. So your homework for this week is kind of simple. A little, it's going to probably take a little bit of work, but what you're going to do is you're going to first look at your existing location. Again, not getting lost in the operating expenses, but look where you are over the last 12 months right, as a place to start, and then really focus on what that looks like for the next three years. So if you want to do calendar years, starting with January 1st, 24, however you want to do it, but three years of what are the ways I could grow my business, what is the profit going to be for my existing business, and then the second thing is what are the other things I want to do? Is it existing investment in my current location? Is it a new location? Is it exiting, right? Like, is it, I want to have less time in the business, so I need to invest in a management team, right? What are those other projects that you want to do? And then ultimately, where does that put you in year one, year two, and year three? So if you send us an email, we will definitely send you our Google Sheet, which is all set up and ready to go. And we will talk through this on next week's episode.